How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Wednesday, October the 6th. Hello, my friends. Hope you're doing extraordinarily well. And today was a pretty big day in the world of video games, so let's jump into it. First things first, I want to talk about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, who had their final character announced for the game, and it is the long-awaited Sora from the Kingdom Hearts franchise, the protagonist. Sora is going to be the 13th DLC character and the 89th overall character available for purchase starting on October 18th. Now, this is a pretty big deal, I would say. Uh, Having Kingdom Hearts in Super Smash Bros. has been a very long requested thing. In fact, the game's director, Masahiro Sakurai, he mentioned that they did a fan poll back in the Wii U slash 3DS games saying, you know, if you could have any fighter, who would you want to come to the game? And Sora was the most requested one. I'm sure it was really complicated to get the licensing all figured out with this as well. Square Enix is involved. Disney is involved. But of course, if if any game was going to do it besides, like, Fortnite, then I think uh, Smash Bros. certainly can. Disney is definitely expanding its IP in the gaming world, and I'm all for it. There's There's a lot of very strong nostalgia there. Now, on top of that announcement, Square Enix also announced that they're going to be bringing in some Kingdom Hearts games to the Nintendo Switch. So it's going to be the following titles. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind. These are also titles that have been recently re-released on other platforms. Now, the unfortunate thing about those games heading to the Switch is that it doesn't appear to be straight ports. Uh, These titles are only going to be available for cloud streaming. That's not the first time the Switch has done cloud streaming. They did it for games like Control and Hitman 3. But I'm sure that this is going to be kind of disappointing to some people because not everybody's able to do the streaming. Anyway, super cool stuff. Was happy to see this. Ubisoft have announced the newest entry in the Ghost Recon franchise, and they're calling it Ghost Recon Frontline. Now, Frontline is a free-to-play multiplayer shooter with a variety of game modes. However, its first kind of flagship mode is going to be called Expedition. Expedition is basically their take on Battle Royale, and they refer to it as such. Over 100 players fighting in teams of three. All teams are trying to complete various objectives before they call for an extraction. The game is going to be available on all platforms except for the Switch, with full crossplay. That includes Stadia and Amazon Luna. Now, I think it would be fair to say that public reception for this game has been very negative. And of course, that isn't always an indicator of a game that's going to do poorly when it launches, but it is pretty clear that the hopes of the Ghost Recon audience is very different than the goals of Ubisoft. This is a franchise that is known for very different design concepts, specifically single-player concepts, uh, and yet they are marketing to that same audience who fell in love with those games when trying to capture the success of something like a Fortnite, or an Apex, or a Warzone. I mean, we'll see if Ubisoft can finally nail the live ops multiplayer game that they've been shooting for, but it definitely seems like they would have been better off, at least in a PR perspective, from going with an original IP. The long-awaited remaster for Alan Wake released today, and reviews are now available. I think it would be fair to say that critics largely agreed that this is just the original Alan Wake experience upgraded to modern technical standards. And I guess that's what any good remaster is. Uh, The original game's successes and faults, pros and cons, are still present in this remaster. 
And so depending on how you felt about the original game, this might be a good excuse to replay it, or a good reason not to pick it up for a second time. For those of you who have not played the original game, the question becomes, should you pick this up? And I would say it is probably worth checking out what all the fuss is about. People have raved about Alan Wake for a very long time for a good reason. On the other hand, in 2021, there is still some outdated design concepts here. Uh, Some combat apparently is very repetitive, enemies kind of popping up out of nowhere without any indication, so that might get to some of you. But anyway, I would definitely encourage you to read some reviews from outlets or people that you trust, and I'll end it with a good summary here from IGN. Quote, Playing Alan Wake Remastered is a bit like taking an old horror hardcover off of the shelf and wrapping it in a glossy dust jacket. It looks brand new on the surface, but the experience of actually thumbing through it remains the same, and some of the edges of its well-loved pages are starting to look a bit dog-eared. End quote. I think the only other thing I'll say is that the developer Remedy Entertainment is really ramping up the universe of Alan Wake and Control, and so if you want to be invested in that, then it would also be worth trying this out. So anyway, that's going to be all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, I will be back with the news tomorrow, as I always am. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, folks. Hey, so for uh, those of you who have been signing up for the Patreon over the past couple of days, again, a huge thank you. Uh, There's still a bunch of people trickling in. And uh, similar to yesterday, that's pretty much what my whole day has been about today. Getting lots of things ready, preparing for the exclusive content. I've started to do some research into how I'm actually going to uh, get these postcards all written up and and sent out. I mean, I've done some research before. You know, I didn't want to promise that and find out it was impossible. But, you know, estimating costs and trying to figure out how long it's going to take, that kind of thing. So don't forget, if you want the postcard from me, uh, sign up this week. And uh, yeah, hey, you know what I want to talk about today? is uh, a book I've been reading, or a book series, I guess, and it is called The Murderbot Diaries, okay? Uh, It's by Martha Wells, who does, you know, speculative fiction, sci-fi, pretty well known, and The Murderbot Diaries are about a, well, a, a robot, an AI robot, who has had its, I guess, control, governor control unit overridden, So in this world, all the different robots are supposed to have, you know, direct control by some corporate owner. But this robot managed to figure out a way to get rid of that control. And so they're essentially, like, sentient. There's humans, there's augmented humans, and then there's robots. And this robot really acts and feels like a human, but is distinctly not a human. Anyway, it's called the Murderbot Diaries because the the robot is a murderbot. It is a, uh, a security unit which is purely designed to defend people in the most brutal of ways. (laughs) But what's really so intriguing about this book is the the protagonist, the murder bot, has like social anxiety. And so it's trying to navigate itself in a world where it just wants to watch television sitcoms and do nothing all day while also having clients to protect. And also is getting extremely nervous anytime anybody looks at him or touches him. Or sorry, it doesn't even have a gender, just touches them. And so, I don't know, it's just, it, it's really well written. The The character has so much personality and it's so relatable. Obviously not the murder bot part, but the social anxiety part. Anyway, it's a short read, so if you're looking for something in that realm, I, I do recommend it. Uh, and the other thing I did today was I played a bunch of Steam Next Fest demos. 
Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to make a weekend show about it because the the festival of demos is going to be over by that point. But maybe I can recommend some when uh, I have some more time tomorrow. Either way, I got to say, I love demos. I love being able to taste a lot of different games without having to be invested in them at all. I mean, demos are the reason why I bought Rogue Lords, right, which I'm playing on YouTube right now. I never would have known about that game if I didn't play the demo. And meanwhile, like like the concept of the Xbox Game Pass, it kind of just lets you try things. And I love that. I love this this next fest. I think it's so cool. So anyway, uh, I am out of time now. Thank, thanks for being here. Hope you're well. And we'll chat again tomorrow. So until then, farewell.